We're good? We're good. We're good, Dale? We're good. All right. Welcome back. People of BMX, this is Jason Richardson here with Dale Holmes. And um, you know what I'm looking at, Dale? The goat. That's what I'm looking at. The two-page spread in uh, Pull Magazine on the goat. <laughs> so I can't wait to get into that. You have some divide news. Um, we have I a have special a, guest. I have opinions about everything, and we have a special guest. 80s fame BMXer, 90s fame mountain biker. I don't know what kind of fame he is now, but he's still he's still in the mix, getting podiums at SoCal endurance races and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, in the vet bro class. In the vet bro class. Yeah. Rocket Rich Housman, what's up? Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks no problem. Me. I was talking to your brother um, about a month ago. I went mountain biking and um, with Alt Wine, and he uh, went up to EC's house, and he was there anyway. So your brother came riding with it. It was cool to catch up with him, and we was talking about. You and your brother, like, you were kind of, even though you were so young, you're kind of 80s. They were superstars. 80s. <laughs> they were like little super. Yeah. You think 90s guy, really? Yeah. Well, you? how old are you? Yeah. I'm 41 this month. So I'm 45 this year. So, but that's a, so it, it, so if I was 16, you were like 11. Okay. Or 10 yeah. or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. 12. And My math is terrible. Four or five years by yeah, yeah, yeah. But you guys, you and your brother were like full factory, factory. flying everywhere. I mean, yeah. And you rode for, like, dream teams. It wasn't just like, you know, I'm not even going to name some of these so-called factory teams now. Yeah. But, but <laughs> right. you rode for, like, free agent in the glory days. You yep. rode for Hutch when there was actually money in the right. bank account. Right. Yeah, I was making money. Yeah, you we Say that again. Yeah. He had a gold say Hutch. That, yeah. Say that again yeah. for the listeners. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say I, I was like making money. How old I, were you? I was six. And uh, <laughs> we would do clinics between nationals. And, uh, of course, I mean, there was whatever the cost was but they would split it up yeah amongst us no i know I'd a lot of you guys made money i mean money. danny nelson i so i went to high school with george sievers mm. chicken george chicken, chicken george sievers so that's yeah. another eight and he quit racing i think when we started high school but in eighth grade but he had bought like he bought his car his <laughs> mini truck and it was like sitting in his garage for two years before he even got his license and it was all from bmx wow, money that's right yeah okay good stuff tell us about the gold hutch <laughs> it's still in the garage. Is it? Yeah. You still have it then? I still have That's it. That's your kid's college how payments, much is, right? How much is that worth on eBay? I have no idea. I I put it, like, I think it was when I first started here at, when it was called Sponsor House, people realized I'd race BMX. I realized I had the bike, and I put it on the vintage site. Right. And I got bombarded. Oh, I bet. With, yeah. Uh, because they were just telling me. You and Woody Edson. There was only one gold dipped mini hutch stem and one set of cranks and one pair of pedals and so i actually ended up taking it off because there is a story the the aluminum one that it came on those were breaking on everyone mm-hmm. and i never broke one but they made me send them all back mm-hmm. so the parts it's on is on my original steel chromoly hutch that's not a loop tail they had to make one for me as soon as i got on the team because they didn't make a micro mini. Mm. So it's on this bike when the head angle looks like a downhill bike. Like It's this crazy little chromo bike. But anyways, I have it. And uh, yeah, I guess I'll just keep it in the garage. Are you saving it for a rainy day? Or you know, you know? I don't know. Like, uh, yeah. People keep saying like... Top know, bitter. Tons of... <laughs> Top bitter. Yeah, bid that thing. <laughs> what did kids get to college? You're exactly. Time, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Good idea. No. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, let's get back to Rich in a few minutes. Let's just catch up on a bit of scoop, Jason. <laughs> well... What's your scoop? Um... What's my scoop? Ah, speaking with in front of the NFL Players Association. Oh, yeah. 
Close so going to bring that? some going to bring some BMX to the NFL. Pretty stoked on that. Where do you go for that? So um, it's actually actually speaking in front of the NFL Players Association, and they're having a financial advisors conference. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They're having a hard time keeping the players in the plan, like on the financial plan, because a lot of these people get in there and they make money, and then they don't want to. They're not. They're not staying. Um, they're disciplined enough to stay on their financial plan for, you know, the future, whether it's retirement or saving up for a business. So I'm there to to do a, a 45 minute speech on on you know helping these helping these people communicate with these younger athletes and sticking to a plan. Oh, nice. Yeah, good for you, Stoked man. Stoked on that. And we yeah. just hired your services as well. That's right. Yeah, and I'm yeah. also yeah. always guest star, co-speaker, facilitator for a ride to end obesity. So happy to do that, and um, yeah. So so speaking is going well. Working with um, some riders, um, and a new skateboarder. So that's cool. Can you tell us a skateboarder? Is that I can. Com- no, you told I me can. that. That's pretty pretty big name. That was yeah, cool. it's pretty yeah. big name. It's pretty yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, just excited for this next round of Olympic season and getting started. And um, and my son's birthday's today. So there we go. Oh, Gray Rich. Happy birthday, 14, Gray. 14. 14 expert. And it was my daughter's yesterday. All right. That's right. I always forget. They're like... Yeah, yeah. That's always Anthony Howie Way's daughter's same day was... You see it on Facebook. Yeah. So you kind of start seeing every year the same people's birthday. Well, that's good. Um, For me, went to... uh, And I talked a little bit about it, so I don't have to talk too much about... I went to Phoenix and um, we've had Phoenix. And then the week after was Oldsmar. I didn't go to Oldsmar, but obviously I watched that. So those two are done. Uh, been working on my divide apparel. Hey, tell me about New Order. Yeah, so <laughs> basically, um, I got an old school friend that used to race in the eighties, and he he saw me, um, you know, when I started putting it out online, the divide stuff. He uh, messaged me, and I, you know, he quit in the eighties, and um, he said, "Hey, uh, we're just kind of catching up and stuff." He says, mm-hmm. "Hey, I, li- I really like your divide stuff and that, and." Uh, um, I work with uh, New Order. He goes, uh, do you want to send me a box of stuff and, you know, I'll see if I can get him to wear it. So I sent him a box and then I didn't really wear anything for a while and then uh, he just sent me all these photos back. So, yeah, them guys wore it for some photo shoots and stuff and, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Posted mm-hmm. online and got some good reactions. So um, busy working on a second line. Uh, my guy that does all the designs for me, Mark Ward in England, came out with some new designs and everything has been made right now and, uh, yeah, we'll drop the second lot of stuff in uh, hopefully next three or four weeks wow well i guess i guess you're not thinking the day would never come anymore right exactly yeah. <laughs> right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so <laughs> that's um, dope so yeah it's cool stuff and then yeah that's about it really for me um we was talking a little bit i have my divide hat on right now i know i like it it's oh, yeah. good yeah. it looks good it, it stays in my car it's my it's it's my go-to beanie right good for weather like today yeah um all right so let's talk a little bit about what um I want to talk about the do you want to do the hit the goat thing first yeah i want to do the goat thing well what do you want to say about the goat thing before we get into this well, maybe, piece of propaganda may, maybe for <laughs> maybe <laughs> for, for, the, for the for the people that haven't read about it usa bmx just put out uh their pull magazine uh, i think it's a grand's issue dale and, by the way you're you're district number 116 congratulations on that that could be my daughter's because she gets this as well oh, it says hey dale oh, okay yeah you're yeah. right yeah yeah one, one, that's, kind of, that's actually kind yeah. of cool that's right. cool I, I thought that him, was Robin McPherson. I give him props for that. I don't, I don't like know. the Robin McPherson Stump, the yeah, cover. Yeah, but look at that. It's like a JMC on the, on the um, <laughs> yeah. head That's tube. the McPherson helmet, though. That's definitely the McPherson helmet, but I feel like the body's stumpy. Yeah, it could be. With some whack shoes on. 
Right. <laughs> I think it's a... Yeah. Anyways. So anyway, we've got the new Paul magazine. Uh, Gork did a new... I'm assuming it's Gork. Uh, they did, uh, you know, the one of our favorite subjects to talk about, goat article. The goat. So do you want to kind of... For the ones that maybe didn't read it. Yeah, so... No problems with the names on the list. Because mm-hmm. they're all great racers. My issue with it is that there are no NBL results or ABA results. There's a brief mention in the last paragraph, and I will quote, trying to name the greatest of all time is purely opinion. This is true, as there are so many other factors to be added into the equation and argument. Count in world championships, add in some NBL or NBA results, popularity awards, and career longevity, and you'll, and you'll get, you'll got the bigger picture. That's how it's written. So they tried to throw a bone to the NBL, but here's my issue with this. Um, from a brand standpoint, there's like, like it's very clear that USA BMX um, doesn't realize they won the race. <laughs> like they can talk about NBL now. Like right. they won. They're the only game in town. Mm-hmm. And I think what's disconcerting about this is while their current constituency of membership probably doesn't know much about the NBL. There are a lot of BMX fans in general that do. Um, And so I just think that's kind of a slap in the face of those people who did race the other sanctions, and I think it's diminishing their work, and I think it's ridiculous that you can have a GOAT list without having the two-time gold, Olympic gold medalist and NBL number one pro and ABA number one pro, Maris Stromberg on there. So that that's a little bit off. What what other name was missing again? Uh, there was Levesque. Did you say Levesque? Levesque is not on there. And if right. I believe, and if I remember correctly, Levesque actually won both the ABA and NBL title and in the U- one and in, UCI and World. the UCI World. So again, unifying all three titles. What, who else was missing? So it was Levesque, Stromberg, and Danny Nelson. Dan Nelly's not on the list. So I don't know. There's so I just, many guys I just not think, on there. regardless of who the goat is. To not have those guys in the list is just... What I, I think thought, it's a bit embarrassing. I commented as well. I think they put Ellis on and his ranking within his... Um, was it eight or something? I'm looking at it there. Yeah. What, yeah. Well, eight wins, 20, 20 podiums, 31 mains. And so I like how they actually did... They, they put a points and ranking, but I just don't know why they wouldn't include... Um, I don't know the other sanction that competed with well, well, slash against them for I don't know twenty plus years, mm-hmm. and it's just so obvious. And it's please stop rewriting history, you guys. Please stop. <laughs> like just stop. It's not a good look for you. Did you see it? And Rich? please, I'm happy it? to have this conversation with anyone at the ABA about this um, because it's it's just it's just stupid. Like, I think everybody goes towards their era. I agree with yeah, that. For you know, sure, you, for you, sure. you always you know you know because you was part of that, and, mm-hmm. and and so and I agree on that. And I did like where you know again I keep saying Gork. I assume Gork wrote this. Um, the scores, and I think if you did do That's a proper great. you know like giving people scores and that, but you've got to include some UCI. And obviously MBL, so or a kicker for a gold medal or something. Yeah, I yeah, mean, double points. I, I mean, think it's for sure. part of yeah. the sport. Yes. I mean, and in theory, let's be real. I mean, it's not. I mean, the industry is going through a lull, mm. um, and so the Olympic movement has generated a lot of the funding for many of the riders that are currently participating at a high level. So to not include the actual Olympics or some of the supercrosses even is also ignorant. Mm-hmm. No, 
Absolutely. Yeah. You know, because yeah. in, in, in my, you know, because then you could, you could have a person like Liam Phillips squeak in there and I don't know. So it's just so obviously propaganda that it's just like, guys, like, why don't you just be, I mean, it's, look, no one's trying to get in the way of USA BMX making money. That's for sure. <laughs> um, and why don't they just be classy about it? Yeah. It's yeah. just so not classy. Right. Anyways, that's all I got to say. Again. Strike another blackball point for Jason Richardson and USA. <laughs> They'll never let you announce the Hall of Fame. That's fine. That's fine. I'd mag. kill it, but You're that's all right. Get the mag. I'm never gonna get the mag. <laughs> it's all good. But I want what's best for the sport. Damn it! And this, this is this is crap. And I think I think it's just it's yeah. Have you got a favorite guy or favorite few guys, Rich? Well, if, if I had to pick one on the from the old school era, it's definitely Gary Ellis. From, yeah, coming from the Northwest, mm-hmm. um, I've got some pretty cool pictures at the local track when he was on Factory Huffy. Right. Before, oh wow! Yeah. Right before I went, you know, and kind of did my thing, but uh, yeah, he was definitely my guy. And then uh, my brother-in-law, EC, was probably you of know, course, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I have a story of when I started working, you know, at the day job, it was around 04, but I think I went to the Grands in 05. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's when Bubba Harris was on his tear. Yeah. And uh, I remember literally walking to and up to the track and his moto was on the gate and he did one of his classic like high low from fifth or something. And right. And everybody up to the track was telling me nobody passes anymore. They're on clips and done. It. And I'm looking out there going, "You guys are wrong, man. Yeah. Like, this kid is railing." Mm-hmm. So I was an instant fan. So no, no Bubba, then, da- Buff, Bubba, Bubba, Donnie, and Bubba, Donnie, yeah. and Day changed the game again when they got into pro. Yeah, for sure. For and sure. Mikey too. I mean, we became friends on the mountain biking scene, but I could clearly relate to him being his size and yeah. tallness and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watching him yeah. trying to snap these little guys yeah. down the first straightaway was pretty tough I'm yeah. for him. Yeah. But he made it work mm-hmm. when he made that run, so I became a fan of his too. Yeah, right on. Cool stuff. Let's touch on, before we move on a bit more into Richard's stuff, mm-hmm. um, the Beth Shriver? How do you say Beth Shriver. Shriver. So we saw... This morning online, that uh, she put up a GoFundMe campaign. She apparently got dropped from British Cycling, which I remember reading. Uh, probably not last season, the probably the end of the season before. So uh-huh. she funded herself last year. Good on the, for her, because it's difficult to fund yourself. Good yeah, she said she spent, I think it was thirty-seven thousand uh, pounds to that's fund it last pricey. year. Uh, that's a lot of money, and, uh, and that's in English as well. And then yeah. she thinks for the next two years to give it Olympic cycle, or you know, this Olympics around for twenty twenty. She's she's looking, you know, it was around fifty thousand pounds for two years for everything that she wants to um, yeah to reach her dream. So, um, give us your thoughts on that. And uh, the, uh, yeah, gun. F- and we're looking at it now. It's, people are donating already. So it looks yeah, like that's, that's yeah. great. That's great yeah. that. People um, are getting behind her dream of doing that. Uh, and, you know, it's always been a controversial subject, the GoFundMe, because it's some people think it's for those who might have gotten hurt or, you know, you know, injury or some kind of catastrophic event. Maybe maybe someone broke into your garage and stole everything or your house burned down. And mm-hmm. so, so there's that. And then there's kind of a more, you know, elective thing of like, I want to go to the Olympics. I want to be a competitor. Uh, and not everyone's in the financial position to do that. So, you know, I'm, I go back and forth with it, yeah, honestly. I'm but the same. truth is, like, they're putting it out there. And, and if they're willing to, I guess, stand up to what people say, good or bad, then okay. And then, you know, it's really up to people choosing to pay or not. But I can say this. I mean, she's 
she's definitely got a shot at getting a medal if she yeah. goes. What well, do you think um, the problem goes a my, bit further yeah, back? So, so yeah, my yeah. thing with GoFundMe is like, um, and I, I'm in the business of helping for sure. I guess even with even if it's a business, because I'm always like, you know, forget sports. Even if you're like, hey, I wanna I wanna make a new coffee cup holder, fund my business. It's like, well, what do I get out of that? Am I a partner in the business? Right. Am yeah, I? Yeah, yeah. I mean, do I get a free That's coffee cup? Do I yeah. get a free coffee cup holder? With, <laughs> like based on your first ten sales, like because then it's like, because but other than that, it's like, well, well, I need funding too. Right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there's stuff I want to do. Yeah. I, I want to make hats and t-shirts, but right. You know, so I guess. I, I guess it's a you know and then I yeah so I guess it's a bit of a different world our, our era is different I mean you were camping at the races sharing beds with people you know making making them you know you were literally in a tent the weekend you won the world championships and, well no I uh, or maybe not 93 maybe I, I got second behind Ellis and I, yeah. I woke up that morning in a wet tent yeah it, it, it rained all night and I woke up in a puddle right and, and got second and, behind and Ellis and we've done we've yeah. done that granted yeah. we didn't have the, Robert DeWild camp when he won yes yeah. Robert DeWild <laughs> camped um, we've all you know gone to that race and, and you know just car on fumes no gas or petrol, right. petrol as you say it right. um, and, and we figured it out or we funded ourselves or we you know sold bike parts or whatever it was Sticker, mm. stickered frames and maybe she's doing that ditches. you know yeah, that's the other yeah, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe but she, it's a di- it's yeah. a different world right yeah, the shared yeah. economy gig economy so i think mm. i think the mindset around all of this is a bit different so i will entertain that there's probably also a generational gap as far as how people look at this mm-hmm. understand yeah, yeah. what about uh, not, I mean, like, I don't know all the current politics with British Cycling currently. And I don't know why she's not on the team. And obviously, yeah. she's good enough to be on there. The funding's obviously, the, mm-hmm. the money's there to, to fund mm-hmm. her if they want to, but they decided not to fund her. I mean, does the problem go a bit further back for me? Does just how elitist, and that's what I put on the yeah. Instagram point, our, our Supercross racing and, you know, Olympic racing to do it, unless you're on a national team. I know there's a couple, I think there's a Dutch team's mm-hmm. funded by some, some guys with money or some backers that are funding some of these kind of little. Um, sub-national teams but in general you can't really chase the Olympics unless you're on a national team and funded right? Not really um, and it's one of those things where this is where you run into that that flexion point where because the, the Olympic the, the national team's objective is to get medals mm-hmm. right and so they want to invest in what will give them the best opportunity to get the best outcome and unfortunately, that flies. That that's that contradicts possibly growing the sport, or even oddly enough, paradoxically enough, giving yourself the best chance to actually get the medal. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a philosophy thing. Like I think I would want the most amount of people in my country with the with with as many chances to grow and get faster and better as possible. Um, and some people are more like, nope, we have these people that have these times that are willing to do this very spe- specific training system slash protocol that we think is the best, and those are our people. So, I mean, you know. It yeah, seems like they're really it's, honing it's, in now yeah. on the riders that can have more chance yeah. to get the medals, which obviously is But it's odd because Bethany yeah, yeah. clearly yeah, is really... medal capable. Right. So, I, so I think it might have something to do with British cycling specific system Mm -hmm. and protocols that are not necessarily jiving i don't know this is purely speculation on my part maybe um maybe bloomy can email you and tell you give you a little bit more insight right 
Um, did you want listeners? Some people commented on. I it. say names. We say names yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Rich, because my phone is uh, recording this, so I can't look at my Instagram. Has anybody got an Instagram? Some people commented on on it. Um, if you want to read a couple yeah. of those, Jason, on my Instagram and Facebook as well. There's, um, I know Greg Hill just went on um, Rail the Berm last week and uh, he was talking a little bit about the prize money and I know uh, Tories spoke about it a few times on his podcast as well on current um, pro payout. We don't have to get in the whole pro payout thing. Just how tough it is to make money, you know, and I just think it's another... another um, yeah, hurdle for the, the 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 guys to uh, have you got it? I don't have it. There you well, go, Richard's got it. Yeah, Richard's got it. He's on it. Yeah. You want to read a few of those comments? Sure. I know Greg Hill wrote something. Well, it, it's interesting. There was an article about payout in mountain biking. I saw that. Yeah, you yeah, and it was actually good. And it is him. Yes. So what does what does Greg uh, Hill say? Curious as to why rider would dedicate so much time to BMX racing when they're not making any money, any doing. money doing. Why do you think that is, Jason? The Olympic, the Olympic dream, right? I think it's the dream. Yeah. Um, I think that, I think that the, if one thing BMX, I would say starving artists of any sport or art form have become good at is figuring out how to get by and still do their thing. I mean, clearly BMX is a lifestyle. It's a passion. Um, and... I guess if you're making minimum wage or less racing a BMX bike around the country slash world, it's still better than just showing up to some cubicle, not even cubicle job, some teller job or, or whatever job. I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and, and, and let's be real. like We, we you and I, have both been starving artists <laughs> as Absolutely. well in our yeah, sport. Yeah. Um, and we, hus- we, you know, we had the benefit of timing. We had the benefit of um, history. And um, and we 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 hustled it up as well, um, and we're able to actually make a living off of it. Um, so so yeah, I mean now it, it it is curious as to why someone would do it, but I, I can tell you one reason why someone would do it, and in my opinion, um, it would be school because that's a great way. That's a great reason to keep racing mm-hmm. for sure. But well, you prove I mean, you can do both. Yeah, you but mean, I mean, like but now, scholars, but now people are yeah, they're getting like, it, yeah. they're getting help to go to school. If it's not a hundred percent funding, it's it's definitely yeah thousands of dollars that are going towards tuition, which is which has value. Big deal. And and it's a, not only is it a big deal, but to say you were a certain level collegiate racer um, or national racer or both, put that on the resume, enter the job market. I mean, my wife, who's who's high level in her company she says she basically said when she looks at resumes that anyone who's competed in sports at at a high level or collegiate level those resumes always get put to the side so she can look at them again any more on there rich um consider what do you can uh marine bmx a stan what do you consider barely making a living there be lots of Instagram and Facebook posts that make it seem like many are living a decent life. No job outside of BMX, married, kid, living in the most expensive state in America, traveling the world, etc. Seems okay to me. That's Stan. Yeah, that's here. Stan, and yeah. that's a good point. Um, I think there's a handful. Yeah. I mean, you got a few girls and, and four or five guys, if that. Tops, if we're talking U.S. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is making less than 20. Yeah, well, if you're looking at, if you're looking at the actual payout, doesn't look too good but the truth is 
there is funding from some of these some of these countries and yeah i mean if you're able to squeak by in southern california mm. <laughs> riding a bike i mean stan has a good point you must be doing something right but i think he's looking case. he's looking at i'm sure he's looking at connor joris you know probably anthony Dean, anthony lauren you know, i don't know about lauren reynolds i yeah. think she struggles um uh, you know at least right and uh, brooke brooke crane but i think again once those riders kind of age out and move on mm-hmm. i think the level is going to come down even more in the next two or three years yeah. you know yeah. so um you know, providing those guys do um, move on to something else after the next Olympics. I'm sure maybe they'll do a year or two after, but I think the next era of kids, it's going to be, uh, the bar will get even lower, you know? So, um, yeah. Any, uh, any any others there, Rich? Worth Nothing. Brian uh, Fell said something, didn't he? Yeah, Fell was more of a statement. Um, Fell said, it's crazy. All kinds of sports and passions have been raised to such an achievable heights, not just BMX racing drag racing nascar moto are in the same boat uh, the difference to me is the technology rolls out in the form of production cars and motorcycles we started in with all the carbon fiber stuff um, but here we go pricing product that becomes again unobtainable unobtainable to the masses the kids that can't afford this lose sight and peel money and funding makes the world go around I hope she gets her goal she actually can get the job done as she has shown I'd rather give her 20 than some vacation rider that is going to go get loaded. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, yeah. if she gets, you know, and, and say she does show up, makes the 50 or 48 to get there, mm. and she grabs a gold medal, mm. you mentioned a resume. Imagine putting that on there. Yeah. Mm. Heck of an investment and uh, ask mm-hmm. if you got there. Now, yeah. if somebody like Greg is saying, no chance, no way, not making it, mm-hmm. then I could be on the fence saying, "Why are you going asking for 50 Right? But if it's legit, I hear a different. She's you. she's legit. So Bethany Schriever is legit. And you do she see, can win. And you she do see win. some of these um, international riders on national teams to, yeah. going to the ear. Like, why is that guy here? You know how much it's cost the federation to mm-hmm. send him there. You do see a lot of dead wood. You know. Oh well, I can tell <laughs> yeah. you the. the well, I'll just say it. So, um, what's, <laughs> no his, way. what's his name? Don't what's say his it, name? Don't say it. <laughs> Belgium. Who was the guy from Belgium in 2008? Oh, they played him. They played him. I know what you mean, because he um, walked away after this thing. I'm drawing a blank on his name, but yeah. he was really that was good. F- the, yes. He was really good. And he he got enough points for his country to qualify. And, and they they're did. like, no, we're not going to send you to the Olympics. Yeah. Because... But again, right? These are these are these are bureaucrats making a decision, mm-hmm. not realizing that the Olympics, do, you know, are probably pressure-wise more pressure, but competition-wise probably easier than your average World Cup because, you know, not everybody from every country is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I find his name, I'll I, I can't believe Arnaud Dubois. Like, Dubois, yeah. Arnaud yeah. Dubois, because yeah, I know he, that came out. Yeah, <laughs> I, he, he was on my he was running me down in the last straight in the night. He was the a pack rider, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I broke my back trying to outrun him. In the rhythm section. Rich, can you pull up my Facebook? Arnaud I know Dubois. people are posted yeah. on there. Please, yeah. sorry. No problem. We got Rich here to interview him and we got him working. Well, yeah. you know, that's... On the clock. <laughs> that's the bro deal, which we'll talk about later. We'll talk, we'll talk about bro deals. All right. The bro industry. I know. John D. Rhodes. Remember correctly, Sport England stopped women's uh, BMX funding. The question is whether BC could have used other funding or sponsorship to help riders like Beth. At the end of the day, the national teams have got the money. Just like Jamie Staff has got the money to pay me, owes me, and decided not to pay me. Instead of playing me with the uh, 
the uh, we don't have the money. They got the money. It's just how they decide they want to spend it or not. You well, know. Well, that's yeah. a, if that's the truth about BC, and they just decided to stop women's funding. That's a that's a that's a bold move, regardless of what competition they have to offer, just because of the political climate. Yes. Um, nowadays. Um, but it is odd because Bethany Shriver is a world champion uh, junior and she has a World Cup win as an elite. So that's just uh, I, I don't just know the way they word it. To, yeah. uh, just that we don't have the funding. Yes, you do. It's just you decided you don't want to spend it. If there's it. one yes, thing yes, I've yes. learned outside of BMX is <laughs> there, there generally is always some money. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Anything else good on there? Not Maybe Facebook. Here. Give her. Any other Jason? I saw Carlos at the top. He it was a long one, but yeah. he posted something. Hmm. Oh, he must have took. Oh, there you go. So Jason. So Carlos Hughes says he's not a fan of GoFundMe appeals, but Beth is a victim of the current BC funding system. So what other option does she have if she wants to win a medal in Japan? Well, uh, that's one option, GoFundMe, but the other option is just, what do you guys call it? What's the word? Become a grafter. Grafter. Do some graft. Do some graft. I don't know what that means, but I guess that's like somebody who... no other sponsors. She's sponsored on Supercross, I think. She's on Supercross. She's on Supercross. But I mean, two years of traveling around the world. I mean, there are two World Cups, I believe, in Australia next year. So that's not going to be an inexpensive trip, right? So five, six, okay. exactly. What she listed in her GoFund, though, she was uh, she she listed it without reading it. A, a psychologist, obviously, she probably takes a trainer. Yeah, psychologists aren't cheap. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a, a trainer, you know, yeah. physio. So all the things that I think has been put on, you know, which is a culture now through the mm-hmm. national teams, you know, that you need all this yeah. stuff where you probably can cut a lot of corners. You know, without a lot of this stuff, which would obviously save a lot of money. Mm-hmm. When we did, did you travel with a chiropractor or? Um, no. I know Romero did once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Once yeah. in a while, though. But I mean, it, Doc, it's what all... was uh, Romero's guy? Doctor Dr. Dr. G. Doctor G. Doctor G. Yeah. He would hook everybody else. He would. Yeah, he yeah, would yeah. hook everybody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. He was a good guy. Um, but, but I got to think. If you I get rid of get rid of a bit of the entourage, you can obviously do it cheaper. Correct. Right correct. So. And 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 if it were me, and I was head of a national program. And I had, a, and there was a rider that was not inside of my funding pool, but they were there making a making a good effort, and they were from my country. I would definitely give whatever resources I had. I mean, it's not like it's not like the chiropractor or the or the sports psych or the or the mechanics working twenty four seven on T and Isidore's bike, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and body and head. So I mean, and I'm sure they, are, I'm sure they still do yeah, it off and record. I'm sure, you know? I'm sure, yeah, right? yeah. So, um, well, maybe. I, I but I would think so. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe have have Bethany and on the show. Yeah, ask her directly. All right. Well, we'll see how that one continues to yeah, unfold. To you know, I think as we move into the Olympics, we're going to see lots of little fun stories to debate and talk about mm-hmm. as people. Uh... Shout out, though. Sorry. Yeah, so, go for it. so in this goat article, I have to say, <laughs> you're still studying that. No, no, no. Well, you know, at least post Willoughby, I mean, perfect season. Every race she won, she raced, she won. Every national, yeah. Every national, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, that's that's gangster right there. So shout out to Elise, the Beast, Willoughby, um, and yeah, we we do not want that to go unnoticed. 
Well, maybe they should, yeah. they should do it if, if they ever did do a, a, a goat more, you know, that's a bit more credible. You, you should do one for girls and one for guys. Oh, well, totally, think, you know, totally, so, totally. Um, she'd obviously be right up there. And, she uh, did, yeah. yeah. Lisa Willoughby's definitely in the goat main event. Mm. You know, Sherry Elliott. Why not? Corinne Dolan. Corinne Dolan. Boom. That's it. There's Hayashi. A there's a Jamie Lilly. Yeah, there's so Michelle Carnes. I mean, you've got Jill Kittner. Natasha did Jill Kittner Williams. Jill Kittner. Yeah. yeah. McCarns, I think she won. She's a triple crown. That's it. I'm saying. Yeah, the women, the women's goat battles shaping up to yeah. be a good race. Uh, there's a lot of girls that yeah. won a lot of... Natasha, yeah. Yeah. And she won European championships. She spent time in Europe and won all that stuff. Yeah, she was ahead of the game. Shanae's. Shanae's, Yeah. Yep. Well, let's uh, the goat stuff will will be there for Rich, man. Yeah. Rich, yeah, yeah. Let's talk Rich House, He's a guest. All right, go, Rich. Take over the show. What do I got to do? All right. So, how did it start? <laughs> Early eighties, Washington. 80s, yeah, as that's far as the BMX side goes. Yeah, I mean, I think it was probably eighty three, eighty four. Got going. Um, yeah, I think I raced for maybe a year and a half, and uh, went fast, quick up there in Washington. Got noticed at a national by the Hutch squad and was on factory hutch at six wow that's amazing yeah and then traveled a lot did everything that everybody knows bmx includes up until i was about 15 and then uh, actually got out of cycling entirely played some basketball in high school and got into some team sports and then the bug bit me again as my little brother really never quit and he transitioned from bmx got into mountain bikes with gt they gave him a bike. He brought it home. I started looking at it, that kind of thing. See, I thought you was first on mountain bikes. Did you no, Gary, yeah, was, yeah. Gary was racing like almost a year and a half right. before I started. And I just got into it when I was 18, mm-hmm. like right as a senior in high school. And uh, had a few options to go play some hoops, <clears throat> but I'd already went and raced a couple of local mountain bike downhills and was just completely into it. And... Uh, and yeah, just went on to do mountain bike thing. Had success there early again. Did you tell us me your? your uh, I know you won a four cross title because I erased you the very the race you won <laughs> right. the overall. Right. Uh, did you win it? What else did you as a junior? Did you win the national title? I won the junior? junior national downhill title. Right. They called it the Norbit National D or Junior National back then. And then uh, I won the overall Norba four cross title. And then I did win the the one day national champs once too for four cross. Right. Those are my titles in the mountain bike. And World so. Cups over the years in downhill World and Cups, four cross? I did. Before they went four cross, I won a duel where they actually, it was basically a slalom. Right. And they did that in Virginia. I won that. Um, and I had a few podiums on four cross World Cups. Never won a four cross World Cup, uh, you know, straight up. And then um, had a few top tens and some World Cup downhill. Worlds and you win the B final one year? I was there. Yep. Yeah, yeah I did do that. Yeah. Yep. Which is fifth then. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. And that's when it was all the heavy hitters were, yeah. were, were racing, you and know? That track was gnarly. Are you talking about New Zealand? Is that the no, one? No, you oh. got, didn't you, fifth or sixth you made, yeah. uh, the one that EC kind of whole shot it and Lopes got underneath him and won. There was, when the hell was that? I don't know. Brian Schmidt and you were in the B final. That was New Zealand, I think. No, no, I was really? there. That was like uh, Did Austria. Brian Schmidt try to crash you? No, Brian was pretty nice. Too. I think Brian yeah. won the B final. You might have got second. Yeah, I think that's what yeah. it was. It's yeah. like Leger somewhere. Right? It's For like that covered in fifth place position on the podium, that yeah. mountain bike is the only sport that has yeah. five people. Well, they, did, they didn't do fifth place in four cross, though, did yeah. they? Not really. No, um, it was just top four, I think. Yeah, well. Why is there five people on the podium in mountain biking? I, by the way, I know it's oh, no. incredibly super duper hard to even be top twenty in World yeah. Cup. Yeah. I get that, but I think it was a nod towards including more teams and uh, okay. people on the paddock and getting some more, you know, 
visibility. Yeah, hey, there. I'm so, not hating on that. But I think the just, worlds they still do three though. Yeah, yeah, I think worlds is still yeah. all about three and fourth yeah. place is like, eh. yeah, even okay. though it's uh, really tough to do, you know. It's super tough. Yeah. So, how did you decide to? When did you decide to? Was you working towards the end of your career, or you was kind of easy already easing into something? No. Or? <clears throat> it sounded like you had to choose between basketball and mountain biking. A little bit, yeah. Well, yeah, I did do that, and then I pursued the mountain biking thing heavily. I moved from the northwest down um, and in with EC, my brother-in-law, and my sister. And obviously, your sister's married to Eric Carter. True that, yeah. And uh, he was living in Huntington that first year, and. Really just came down and chased that, that dream of being the... But you was part of it when mountain biking was huge, right? In the 90s? I think or... I might have missed that, that full heyday, like that, that maybe mid-90s push where it was like, you know, maybe the John Tomac heyday style. But I did come in at a pretty good time. And you wrote for Tomac, right? I wrote for Tomac for yeah, four yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Good. yeah. Um, but I think Eric and Mikey and Boots and Cully... They might have hit it a little earlier than me. Right. I had to race those cats my whole freaking yeah. career. So. yeah. They were pretty tough to beat. Yeah. It was still a good choice. But still, you wrote for some good teams. Like, say, yeah. Tomac, obviously, Yeti at the end. Yeah, I went for uh, Santa Cruz, uh, Foes, Yeti. Uh, who else did I got there? Tomac, of course. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, I got to ride good bikes. Yeah. Got to be on good teams, travel the world, do a lot of the fun stuff. What was your best year financially? Ooh. Um, I think Tomac years. Tomac? Yeah. Um, Tomac you know, certainly put together a well-funded program. Everything was taken care of, mm-hmm. and uh, it was definitely just race and make money. And I uh, didn't really have to do anything else. You got you, your brother used to, uh, um, without even looking at him, going back to the old uh, Dirt magazines. Yeah. And obviously in UK, and the old, they used to cover the parties yeah. a lot as well. And you, you and your brother was pretty, they were pretty. <laughs> they had a lot of coverage from the yeah, parties. Yeah, you got well. You guys had yeah. big hoop earrings oh, and yeah. bleached yeah. hair, and, yeah, we, and well, we really wanted to look the part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, we were from the yeah. northwest. We had to look cool, you right? Know, so, but that was when World Cup was cool, right? I mean, yeah. we caught a little bit at the end, and I, I just always liked the scene. Yeah, just how people would well, race hard. Our but role models were Petey and Paul. Yeah, right, yeah. What, that was what was cool at the time. So, yeah. I mean, we were trying to fit in as best we could. Yeah. Maybe we look back on that not the best. <laughs> but reading yeah. those magazines, it was cool. You know, yeah. Yeah. winning the worlds and it shows you the after party and interviews. Sure. I mean, I, it was I love the, the culture, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I think that's why mountain bikes always been cooler than racing, you know? Cooler <laughs> than BMX racing, you know? They're just more of the uh, culture side of it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Not a lot of mad-dogging each other after the races or anything like that, you know? And well, BMX is a race to the airport, Well, yes it? and yeah. no. I mean, <laughs> it's interesting because as a racer in mountain biking, it's like, it's actually more competitive because it's like, like, I remember that um, and I was no threat to anyone in mountain biking, but I remember like Mikey and a few other like peers that I had in BMX. Like in BMX, it's like, oh yeah, just you need a forty-four. Yeah, you can use mine. Yeah. Or you yeah. know, oh your pedal broke. Yeah, I have an extra pedal. Right. But in mountain biking, these same people would be like, no, nope, dude, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a. I'm like, yeah. what? What do you mean? Right. And by the way, like I'm not even good at this sport. Like I just try to get through the weekend. Yeah. So, from a competitive standpoint, it was way more um, F1, yeah, <laughs> moto. Yeah. I know, you know NASCAR, the, the but technology yeah, might have bled into it a little true. bit True, and then, yeah, and what I didn't realize is, like, yeah, they, they might have had extra brakes, but they had extra brakes. Like, those were, like, the only brakes. Right. Because Shimano was, like, letting that team test them that year because yeah. they weren't in market yet. And Well, these you, we do have extra tires, but they're a special durometer and right. whatever. So, right. Right. you know, that whole bit. Yeah, I think I would 
at least I can say going through the era that I did in mountain bikes, a lot of the stuff that's being sold and ridden today mm -hmm. was stuff that we tested back then. I mean, platform shocks yeah. weren't even a thing yeah. 15 years ago, and now today you're just flicking little levers, yeah. thinking it's normal. Mm -hmm. And uh, back in the day, we were riding pogo sticks to yeah. make sure that happened yeah. for everybody. So mm -hmm. there's I a will, lot of things like I that. I will say, too, back then, uh, um, Cully... Actually, Cully Lopes and King were helpful um, to a lot of BMXers mm -hmm. coming in more, oh, yeah. more than they had to be. But um, but I really appreciate I really appreciated that, that at least outside of the race atmosphere, they, yeah. were, they were helpful. The funniest thing for me good. is what I remembered from the BMX days. You go, you just said Cully, King, Lopes. Carter. Mm -hmm. These guys knew me when I was seven yeah, years old. Yeah, that's right. crazy. And you're on the so, gate with so them. So here I am getting in the gate with them. It was like racing my dad. Yeah. You know, like it was a little bit different. And they were helpful yeah. to me through my career too, for sure. Did you save all the magazines, Rich? Because I mean, you was like, say, from BMX action mm -hmm. right through to mountain bike, and you was always in yeah. the magazines. I have a really cool collection my mom saved. Oh, that's cool. Years. You yeah. saved all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I have a bunch of it. And I do now look back on it now that I have kids because they're you know around that age right for, for them to look back and say you were traveling doing this that was pretty fun to look yeah back. yeah i mean to be in be to be in bmx action is uh yeah i mean it's like having a title i yeah. think you, you know? save you <laughs> you save some bikes too i noticed i only i didn't actually no. but you you've been you've been posting like a couple of didn't you like build up an old tomac i did frame, have that and that then we were talking we were talking about your gold hatch i do have the gold okay. but it's not really built yeah i haven't really got into that like restoring thing I picked up the Tomac from uh, Buddy Antonez. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I was going to let my daughter ride that. All right. Yeah. So let's move into... Wait, Buddy Antonez moto? Yeah. That's Dude, He's all moto. I know, yeah. I know. But, you know, yeah. I, I can be a fan too. Right. Yeah. He was factory Tomac. <laughs> yeah. I got him on Tomac and Rhino. Uh, he was one year. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Well, let's talk a little bit then after Korea, starting, you know, moving to work and stuff. And obviously yeah. living in Temecula and involved in motocross. And you kind of like sure. say you know all those guys. And um, let's move into that side of it. Yeah, I mean, I will say that I was racing through a bulk of my starting out, and I started at Hook It, well, it's called Sponsor House at the time, in 2004, but if you, I didn't win that national title to 06 and another title to 08, so I was still working full-time until I really won anything mm -hmm. in mountain bikes, and I think um, the transition was tough in the beginning, then I realized it was a real check and uh, real money, and I wasn't racing for a roof over my head. Right. So I started going to races, setting up the sponsor house tent, and then going and racing and having fun. Mm -hmm. and things started falling in place for me a little bit. So mm -hmm. I was still racing and then, you know, slowly made that transition. It's been, this next month will be 15 years at Hook It. So wow, that's wow. cool. Yeah, yeah. It's been a pretty good run. How many people work there? I knew you were going to ask me that. Um, we grow, I think, a couple every month now. Oh, wow. I believe there's over 60 now. Wow, that's good. Um, and it's gone up and down. I was there when there was four of us. Yeah. I think it did get up around 60 a couple years back. Mm -hmm. the economy hit. We trimmed it back, and now you know we're on another good run. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and things are going good there. Now, and did you do a little bit of management as well? I know you involved with mm -hmm. Gwen at the start, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe... Yeah, I mean, that, that transition was basically by default. I was racing for Yeti um, towards the end of my career and I made the decision to kind of get away from downhill just because of the commitment and what yeah. I to train and I knew I could do four cross you know off the couch maybe <laughs> yeah yeah you had a game but yeah I was doubling up as the U.S. team manager of the program at the same time right so I did that for like three years and I really took a liking to watching kids progress and you know talking to sponsors and doing all that and it was the a year that they wanted me to start a SoCal development team and uh, at that time, 
uh, that redhead kid showed up at uh, Fontana in like jean shorts and a flannel. Oh, and you saw him. And he got second in the class oh, wow. and beat me. Wow. And I was like, wow, you know, like how old is that kid? And I heard, you know, he was young and legitimately just walked up to him and said, hey, man, do you want a jersey and a bike? And nice. like, you should be on the Yeti development team. And he was just stoked. Right. Stoked. And then that just developed into a relationship. I picked up him and Kevin Aiello. Okay. Yeah. 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 They were like the development team for Yeti. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in one year's time, Aaron was factory, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, he, he, everybody knows that story. But I was just there to kind of, you know, I was his mentor at the first team camp. We wrote goals together. Mm-hmm. We were kind of like buddies. Yeah. And then, yeah, it progressed so fast. I think I was just a trusted person next to him so you helped him with his deals and stuff right then it yeah, yeah then he got deals and then i helped him with deals and it really it, everybody kind of knows what's happened since then but i did do all of the negotiations up until yt wow oh wow so yeah at that point though it was a real nice transition for him he was looking to kind of you know uh formulate more of like a plan mm-hmm. for the end and stuff and it was like i was ready to kind of you know, take a step back. I didn't want to be an athlete agent for mm-hmm. sure. I learned that. Right. But uh, yeah, I still work for him and still do a lot of work for him. But I'm not in that agent role. And mm-hmm. He does all of his own negotiations. Yeah. And so worked with him, and then I did mildly work with a couple other athletes. I'm currently working with Bruce Klein. Oh, okay. And yeah. um, I've you, also, know, you know that guy, right? Yeah. 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 And I've also helped uh, Annika Beerton for the last couple. Nice. Oh, cool! Years. Yeah, I like Annika. She's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. And those are not really an agent role as much as just consulting. Yeah, yeah. Read an email. Here's what they mean. Mm-hmm. You should maybe think about it this way. Yeah, right. Write it back like that, and things go good. Well, I mean, to your credit, both Annika and Bruce, and, and Aaron, <laughs> but but both Annika and Bruce show up really well. Cool. Um, their their social isn't overly. Mm-hmm. Advertise, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it, yeah. it just is really natural. It's cool. They they look like people that you you want to ride with. Yeah, which is awesome. Which is tough to do. Yeah, without looking yeah. scripted. Yeah, sure. yeah. I learned through it. growing up with Aaron, though. I mean, there was a lot of responsibilities and demands placed on him early as social was coming up, mm-hmm. and he was resistant to some. He was, you know, receptive to others, and mm-hmm. I think I naturally just saw a lot of stuff that worked. And you're right. The more real, the better. Yeah. If you can be that, you're good. But it's hard. It is hard. It's it is hard. Because sure people are like shoving right. content down your yeah. throat saying, you have to say this. Right. And, and sometimes when the real is, like their real is like, I don't want anyone to know anything about me. I know. <laughs> and that's how Aaron was early, yeah. you know, to be honest. Yeah. And he's not that way now. And he's definitely doing stories. And yeah. he's let the world in mm-hmm. kind of a thing. It's peanut butter and oatmeal. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever cool. it is. See? And so, hook it. So, like sponsor house, hook yeah. it. Tell us a little bit about the, yeah, what's as, as the it, yeah. transition between yeah. sponsor house to hook it. Because it was yeah. different. I remember, you know, when I was doing free agent ten years ago, I used to talk to you a little bit about yeah, you know, putting stuff on there sure. and that, and, and and obviously it's evolved a lot since then. So yeah, it's certainly evolved. Um, I'm going to try to keep it as condensed as possible because you could probably talk forever about why it did that. But sponsor house, the name was, you know, in a way self limiting. The name, the mm-hmm. word sponsor, mm-hmm. like. You know, you, it give was me, online. First basically, of all. give me stuff. Yeah, give me stuff. Just to say, like, go ask ten kids what sponsorship is. I mm. bet you get about six or seven different answers. Yeah. You know, if they don't really know, mm. and they're not factory or whatever. So, the name was self-limiting. We decided to change it. We actually had a name in between there. It was called Looped.com, and mm. uh, that got hung up in a trademark dispute at the time with an app. We had a D on the end, and they had a T, and they came after us, bullied us around, basically paid us. 
to change our name one more time, and then it went to Hook It. And, uh, you know, in that time frame and up to now, we went from only focused on grassroots deals for brands and athletes to communicate and manage to now doing social media analytics for some of the biggest entities in the world. And uh, still do both, but we're closing that gap on making it one big circle and why. Are you literally tracking people all the time then, all their stuff and their social? We like to say we track every post from every athlete in the world on every platform. Oh, wow. That's, that's a lot of work. That's uh, definitely something we're striving for. Now, you're not 100%. Nobody can really say that. Mm-hmm. Who are some of the name. guys, say, say some young BMXers listening to this, who they could, you know, even the guys on my team, I'm like, hey, well, look at Anthony Dean in BMX. I always say to my kids, mm-hmm. look what he's doing or... You know, at least post if it's a girl, you know. What, who are some of the guys and girls maybe that you... Uh... You know, you know what's, what's interesting, and I think the best way to answer that is there's a, a link on the bottom of Hook It that's been there for about eight years. Right. It's just called Rankings. Right. And generally speaking, you get to go to every sport and see the top 100 mm-hmm. and how many people clicked their photos. Sure, you could see how many followers they have. That's not that cool anymore. Right. So, yeah. I mean, last month, it was a different set of BMXers at the top. You know, it's not always, you know, mix and match. There's definitely the ones that rise to the top. In yeah. The, in the race world, you're going to see Caroline, mm-hmm. Barry, mm-hmm. Um, Connor will make it up there. But uh, in general, if you do make it to the list for BMX, you're going to see a lot of dirt jump, park, yeah. you know, street kids. The demographics of racing is so far behind them with the guys, into it? Yeah. Know? I also think they know how to go put sick content online mm. and get people to talk about it. It's like ingrained in them. It's how mm-hmm. they make their money. Mm-hmm. So racers maybe want to go to the track and have everybody take photos of them because they're there. Mm-hmm. Whereas the kid on the street park guy might call the photographer a right. and mm-hmm. figure out they really like his shots and know exactly when and where they're going to mm-hmm. put it with which product and yeah, yeah, more of a a brand. Yeah. yeah. What kind of advice would you give to some of these up and come in BMX racers and that maybe could help a little bit out with the social media? I guess I would say early on, no. I mean, and this is from a young age because mm. we were just talking about my history. I mean, I had a nickname when mm-hmm. I was six. I was Rocket Rich. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I got you're not Rocket Rich anymore. I still am Come a few, on, a few, few people will call me that. Right. <laughs> but the truth is, I have stickers yeah. still at my house. You was Team House as well. You and your well, brother. Well, that was later. Right. But I actually knew what a brand was. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. let me take that back. You took advantage of being a brand. Even I though saw you didn't... my sticker they sent me that yeah. said Rocket Hausman on it, mm-hmm. and I knew my name that was a thing meant something yeah yeah and so if i had any advice i would say people need to know what their brand is yeah and bmx does a pretty good job at nicknaming everyone right now i don't know if everyone should go buy that website Mm -hmm. but they should understand the concept that they're Mm -hmm. a brand Mm -hmm. and that you know you can make gains without being john smith you know you Mm -hmm. can make gains being a brand and yeah uh down the road i've Took that in, yeah, sorry, Team Hausman Racing, and really just comes down to where do you feel liable, you know, mm-hmm. and like I definitely feel more of a brand than I am Rich Hausman, mm-hmm. and um, stuff I've been working with does good, and you know, I, I want to keep that rolling. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think any advice would be just understand the difference that mm-hmm. you're just not a single person out there, you are a brand, mm-hmm. and you're constantly representing whomever got you there. So, um, I think that's really the only advice I'd have. 
the landscape so much different now. How do you see social media as it's you know evolved and changing and moving forward? Do you see anything different in the future? Or I think social media made um, everything real again. Mm -hmm. I think early on, ten years ago, you had a lot of front fronters and posers saying I had a bunch of followers. But if you remember, we track everyone and how many people who click on your photos. Mm -hmm. So immediately, you can't get away with that. So in case you know you're, you're saying it or you're doing it, you know, social media has become a way of showing who has influence. Mm -hmm. I mean, in back in the day, it was that you left the track and a bunch of people bought bikes. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, if a bunch of people are commenting and engaging in your photos, go yeah. talk to the brand. Usually, that product's selling under that rider. Mm. Yeah. Every time. Every time. So, if you're engaging, awesome. you sell. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's like yeah. people that are in commercials. Yeah. TV, it's no different. Mm -hmm. The fundamentals exist, and I think it made it real. Mm -hmm. We were there to kind of say, stop, everyone. Don't listen to the kid saying he has a bunch of followers. That's the dude that... You know, probably bought them all last month. Right. Yeah. Know, yeah. So you want to see more engaging. You do want to see engagement. Well, there's a relationship that people want with the product or the person. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I think humans just kind of naturally gravitate toward that. Mm -hmm. Like no matter how much I post or something happens, like people usually hire me because they they, they know me, like me, trust me. Um, a lot of that comes from personal interaction, but a lot of it comes from they at least if it's through social. Feel right. like they have a yeah. relationship with me, and I'm sure that's the same with riders yeah. and brands. And I think know. it is. I mean, yeah. they gave me a title of the 19. I think I've had it hook it in the last mm -hmm. 15 years, but I'm called the manager of e-commerce operations. Which when they first said it to me, I was like, dude, I can't be called that. Like, <laughs> will, will you just put that as the janitor, please? Yeah, right. Like, good. But uh, the truth is, I know influencers sell. Yeah, and I'm actually realizing I'm good at talking about that, mm -hmm. and so. What's happened kind of new on Hook It is I'm identifying which pros sell mm -hmm. for which brand nice. and trickling that down back through the qualified ambassadors and making everyone tell the same story. So you don't get at that like kid that's kind of fast and he got the bro deal and he tells the kid under him, dude, you got to have that guy's cell phone. You can't get it to him. Right. But what they need to say is there's this amazing tracking system that you need to go get involved right now. Mm -hmm. Go sign up. Go mm -hmm. get in there. Then the brand can see everything they need mm -hmm. to say mm -hmm. yay, nay. You got to go to a dealer. You got to get 30 off, whatever. Mm -hmm. But once it's all working like a circle, mm -hmm. I can identify per state what sells. Wow. By athlete. I can put a photo on a picture. So a this is fun. Who, well, we can start with BMX. <laughs> Who moved, are there any BMX athletes moving anything? <laughs> yeah, as good as anybody selling Let's anything. just go yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, well, since I don't have a lot of experience on the e-commerce side with BMX brands Fair right enough. now, Fair I enough. can't really say. I'm closer to that than I have ever been mm -hmm. um, because we've got Shimano using Hook It now, and they're looking at what a few BMXers are doing mm -hmm. for them yep. all the way down to value. So they know what they pay them. They know how many parts they get. Yeah. But if they're not going to be producing the value, I think where they're going to sharpen their game up really mm -hmm. quick. And then we might see education build engagement. Mm -hmm. Is there is there a delta for the value, like like X amount of payments, including product versus you know like what do they need to see in order to justify that? Mm -hmm. that I payment? think there's a, a, a ton of gray area there. Mm -hmm. The very first step is identifying the data. Yeah, who is doing what for? You know how many times and getting this number. Mm -hmm. 
then they can tune and say that trend over there for that year looked really good and mm-hmm. made us this. Let's invest in a campaign that says that hashtag goes towards that, that athlete, that product. So our data just keeps helping them make better decisions year over year. Okay. What kind of advice on, say, maybe a rider that, you know, I'm trying stuff all the time. Sometimes I do hashtags, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I tag sponsors in, sometimes I don't. You know, what's your, because it seems like it's changing all the time, isn't yeah. it? And everyone does different stuff. Well, the first thing you want to do is follow what your sponsor said to do in your contract. So <laughs> if there's a hashtag they're going to use for the year, and if there's a, well, the app mentions never really change. Mm-hmm. But I've usually explained it as the app mention is the sticker for the brand, mm-hmm. and the hashtag is the model or line of product. Mm-hmm. So in reality, the hashtag is a search term. So mm-hmm. what you want the customer or fan to do is click on the hashtag, mm-hmm. see the product, mm-hmm. and buy it. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Well, in my opinion, anyways, if we're talking sponsor promoted posts, and then an app mention legitimately gets that customer to the page mm-hmm. to learn whatever they want. Right. So if you ever have a choice, app. Mm-hmm. That's a sticker. Mm-hmm. If you're really tasked with, I ride this product, I want my customer to know this is the best product, it's like DXR. Right. Or like ODI yeah. as, uh, yeah. do you have a pair? Hashtag yeah, ruffian. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do you have a pair? Is no, that that's their? a hashtag. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. 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 It, it, you're supposed to evoke an emotion yeah. to get somebody to click on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. That's why you don't put them at the yeah. end of your post. Mm. Put them at the beginning. Oh, okay. There we go. Mm. And don't put dots and then space and categorize mm-hmm. your at the bottom. What about your phone compared to mine? I think yeah. your screen's a different size. Right. So you're going to cut it's off. Not, I'm going to cut off that, that space. That And I don't want to scroll today. Right. So you didn't get it. Right. <laughs> got it. Nice. So that's like fundamentals of data that we mm-hmm. saw that if you're going to use a campaign, put it early. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why put it late? What about nice. people that just list, you know, 20 sponsors? Is that good or bad or? It was good about 10 years ago. Right. Because you got called out for forgetting someone. Mm-hmm. Right. And now I just use the same one. Do you want to be the 20th on the list that no one sees? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to wait a week and get you to do one? Yeah. So it's better to pick one sponsor than showcase that we sponsor it, in the post. We call it right. a promoted post. Right. right. In all of our data, we highlight yeah. the brands mm-hmm. and their promoted posts. Mm-hmm. So I'm not telling everyone from Shimano what Connor and those guys had for dinner. I'm showing them when their logo was visible and mm-hmm. how many interactions they got mm-hmm. when, they, yeah. when they used a Shimano promoted post. Yeah. So they even talked, okay. talked about the product as well as right. the So they can start to tune yeah. what they're doing to get the most out of them. Mm-hmm. It's really not the police, it's education. Yeah. It, that's the thing we don't want to hook it to be, the police. <laughs> Yeah, it's good to learn, and like yeah. I say, it's, it's, it's well, changing pre- all the if time. You present the because there's a there's a lot of ways to interpret data, mm-hmm. and but if you can present the data to, we hope some smart, caring people, meaning caring about their business or their job and the people they they support, then they can make their own decisions, more educated decisions. That simple. So we're looking at the this rankings, is the, right? This is the BMX list for last month. A lot of these guys are YouTubers, right? I know the Adam LZ's YouTube guy, right? Yep. yep. Let's see who the first racer is. Usually, we're about twenty in, and we still don't seem to be a mixed race yet. Mariana. Mariana. Twenty-four, down ten spots from last month. And what she got? Like two million followers, right? Well, here's a good example. She has six point three million. That's followers. throughout everything. And she's twenty-four yeah. on that list. She's twenty-fourth on the list, and in a month's time, she produced eighty-one thousand interactions. The person right above her, Josh Perry, has 67,000 followers. 
but there's way more engagement. And produced nearly 11,000 more interactions on but, his post. But percentage-wise, there's a big now, difference. Well, in, now, are you talking about like how many thumbs up or how much talk within the, the comments? It's or really is it a combination any, of both? Anything you can do on social media. So each platform has their things. Double click on Insta, mm -hmm. comment, follow. Mm -hmm. Twitter is retweet, heart. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interaction. Is if you look at like somebody like Anthony Dean, though, he, I don't know what he's got without looking. He's got like fifty thousand followers, but he gets his posts get a lot of you know where you see people that got millions that get less likes saw. than Anthony Dean. You know, so, and, so Sam Sam Willoughby though coming in strong. Oh wow, twenty seven, twenty seven. Yeah. So he's the second BMX racer to show up on the list, right behind uh, Chase Hawk, right behind Chase Hawk, uh, X Games Caroline. Gold. Caroline. And then no racers. Is Maris off the chart now? Or? No racers for a long time. Sylvain Andre. The Aaron Dean. Ross still in there. Dean. Anthony Dean, Dean yep. Barry. Barry. Brooke. Insane. Tyler Brooke. Brown. Tyler Brown. First vet. Yeah. So and it's many, Tyler, that's, that's a so great. So the default we're doing, guys, is to everybody, the listeners know, we're ranking it by how many people clicked their photos mm -hmm. within their followers. So yeah. sure, you would get a, a point. For someone following you yeah but it's the engagement that you're ranking we mm -hmm. look at followers and interactions yeah. and it's like power to weight that's mm -hmm. your engagement mm -hmm. right so those percentages we took off of here we used to have a column that was called engagement and it was baiting people in but like a lot of questions like engagement was on all their posts and it started getting confusing they were, mm. they were comparing each other but like it was including everything right so we wanted to make sure people just kind of generally looked the first question is yeah but i'm sponsored but how many did I do for that? Mm. And we do know that. Mm. We know wow. everyone for every athlete. Our system will look down to 2% of the photo and video for a logo legible. Well, you guys must be like, it gets tedious probably at the end of the day looking through all that data, stuff. data, scientists, and engineers being hired yeah. at Hookit really? yeah. every month. Wow. And it keeps growing because we keep getting into new segments. You know, Formula One right now is just popping like... You know, we have Renault and McLaren. Mm -hmm. We just made it onto the side of the McLaren car as a favor. Wow. Not because... You guys got your logo on there? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's they, awesome. they, they surprised us at the unveiling. Had That's us come awesome. out and we're just like, hey, guys. Wow. Check That's it cool. out. And I'm, you know... The guys even Any there, signage on anything F F1. The reason is we've been working for them for two years, monitoring and tracking back to every one of their sponsors, mm -hmm. showing exact value for every post, for every driver, for everything they Which do. Which they can take and... Yeah, yeah sure. We actually work with the marketing agency behind F1, Cantar uh, Media. So that's how that got me. But Is there anything new, like a new social media thing on the horizon? Like, is there a place? Gaming, Twitch, and that social media network yeah. around gaming. So you guys are in control of that as oh, well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. Heavy. Heavy. Nice. Yeah. And then Instagram. Stay on it. Change your accounts to business accounts. Oh, really? Tell me about that. Um... Same thing going back. We weren't on think, talking on here, but... Uh, is Facebook, that because people take you more serious, or...? No. Let's just go back to what we were saying, where you're a brand. Mm -hmm. You are a brand. Yeah. So you're not an individual anymore. You're a person promoting. Yeah. So Facebook wants your credit card. And so you need to be a business. And in order for them to give you any good data to make your thing go... You have to be a business. But it's so hard now because the algorithm is closed in, right? Obviously on Facebook, we know it definitely it is. It always was closed in. Even individuals, you only hit 10% of your community. Even on your regular... Yeah. 
I mean, I can tell it's definitely not what it used to be. Yeah, no. It's and Instagram always, the same. You can yeah. tell you, you don't get as much traffic. We heard, anyways, it's always been nearly around ten percent. Publicly gets ten percent of your followers. Yeah, for free. All right. But then you know, on the business end of that, to go to business is required by Facebook for them to give you any data on you. Right. So you need to be have a business fit Instagram connected to a business Facebook mm-hmm. right now. If you're an athlete. You, you might as well just go do that. Yeah, yeah. And get it connected. Yeah. Because that's a... Uh, but it's hard to get your stuff seen now, you know? It really is. It's like... I'm, yeah, uh, I mean, I think that's the still that mentality that you think everybody needs to see it. You need to go find five of your best fans and followers mm-hmm. and tell a brand that you could get five guaranteed sales mm-hmm. and turn it around on them. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people yeah. say, I'm such and such. Right. And uh, everyone should come see me. Just everyone buy everything? No, 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 no. 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 You find five. Ten. So it seems like engagement really is the thing that into It's just real. Yeah. That's all it is. These days, you cannot be fake. You can't. So the people that are buying followers, stop doing it. Or just have a plan for after you do it. Because mm-hmm. we're reading a magazine that I bet Shannon doesn't keep for free on any of those ads. Mm-hmm. Right? These are buying followers. Yeah. What's your thoughts on magazines? You know, we've been talking about that lately. Uh, you know, obviously it's not what it was. Is yeah. there still a value in it in a, in, a, in a BMX magazine? You know, a pool magazine. Do you think there's still somewhat value in that? Like, I'll, I'll take it back simply. I think there's value in print. Mm-hmm. Really, because what we're doing here, like, actually, you know, Jason didn't pull out his laptop right now, and he's actually reading and thumbing through something he can touch, yeah. and he's, it's engaged, tactile, he's yeah. engaging. He's a 90s pro, though. He still likes magazines. I do like yeah. Yeah, Everyone yeah. likes magazines. Yeah, yeah. What I do love you do them, when yeah. you're waiting, waiting right. for your airport, uh, at the airport? I mean, well, I will play them. scrolling, but... I, I, I yeah. believe you me, I'm a magazine yeah. guy. Yeah. I think they've, yeah. they've really... Every company I've ever talked to pulled their print budget in the last 15 years, mm-hmm. but um, they have their place. And I wish it was just more of a plan overall to drive digital, mm-hmm. right? Like there could be a landing spot. What's not cool is you leave here, where do you go? Yeah. Like, did this brand know that I was going to for sure go to Instagram? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just think it could be better planned out. Well, let's finish up, Rich, with uh, what's your thought? I know you like say you're, you're, you're literally tracking us. So what's your <laughs> yeah. thoughts on Rich. being here? <laughs> What's your thoughts on current BMX racing? Like I say, you've been there during yeah. the, the start, the good days, the bad days, and uh, you've seen the mountain bike side, and you True. obviously see everything you see through your job, motocross, and yeah. everything you're involved in. Um, what do you see in BMX racing right now? Well, BMX racing has, I think, uh, the benefit of the Olympics, no matter which way we look at it. Mm-hmm. I think it's on a global stage, and I think people are staring at 20-inch bicycles going around a track that normally wouldn't. And uh, I don't know who or if we'll be able to take advantage of that. But I do think, you know, the, the racing side is going to get visibility. I'm just not sure who's taking advantage of it yet or if there is an advantage. Um, but uh, as far as the racing side goes, it I feel like there is opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, I do keep my ear to the ground and listen to the heads out there talking about problems and what's going on. and. I think I see most of the angles, but I would really love to see the superstars become superstars again. Mm-hmm. And I don't really always hear that. I mean, you know, I'm sure kids were gasping when Ellis and those big time pros were coming to tracks. And I don't know if I still see it or hear it like that. Mm-hmm. You know, whose ever fault that is, I don't know. But it'd be too bad, you know, 
we left the double Olympic champion off the GOAT list. No, we didn't. Well, you know, <laughs> we, we didn't. That should, Us yeah. three people, we didn't. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, we shouldn't say we, but yeah. like to me, like yeah. that guy should be the rock star. Mm. And to me, he is. You know, like, well, they should still be utilized. I think, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, well, still around. You know, they're utilizing yeah. him in Colombia right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Yeah. 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 I don't know, but he should be the rock star that. Yeah, yeah. Every kid wants to wear a gold medal like theirs. Mm-hmm. And he seems to be personable and maybe a tad dry every once in a while. But I mean, still, I haven't mm-hmm. seen that guy mess up. I don't see any reason why. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess he quit, but still. I think he's enjoying. We spoke to him. We did a podcast yeah. with him six months ago. I think he's enjoying the time away and just kind of regular yeah. life. He's had a baby, but I, I still think bringing guys like him back would, would help. Definitely in the U.S. Having somebody like Maris involved. Did you guys see um, the Bubba post this morning? Yeah, just happened to see that. This yeah, 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 yeah. That I was mean, like a yeah. Kenny Rocks and Alak right. kind of style. Like, did yeah. you see that? Called everyone out. No, I didn't see yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like on that. Insta. Well, I mean, he's just but, not very active, but like yeah, I've what, actually recently been talking with him. Right, and, uh, I love his mentality about what he thinks he needs to do on there. But <laughs> I saw that one. I'm like, wait a second, you're actually stirring the pot. Here. Right. Like, well, you know, Bubba, blood. Bubba was the say no to MySpace. Was he? Yeah. Oh, there he goes. Yeah, I did see this post. You're did right. You? Flatties are more fun than sprints. <laughs> That's funny. I think he generated more, more. Uh, you know, being in Phoenix, I was there when he raced. You know, he was definitely uh, the, the crowd favorite, mm-hmm. even more than Double A. You know, and just mm-hmm. um, yeah, hopefully he races more. I think him and Tyler could have a good little rivalry, which would be cool. Mm. And uh, yeah, I think uh, a Bubba type guy in the Double A class would be would be cool. I don't see one coming anytime soon, but um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you guys would know better than me. Not really. I don't think. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, I don't think the landscape's going to... You're going to have the same few guys, you know, for the next couple of years. And then I think after the next Olympics, we'll probably have a bit of a reset and we'll see where it sits. And but, but, this is, but this is the, the issue with the sport. Uh, and we've mentioned and this. And explain the photo, Jason, well, a little bit. So Go there's ahead. a picture of Tyler Brown going into the second corner in Phoenix? Second corner, I think. Yeah, uh-huh. it's a triple, yeah. It's a triple, and then Bubba behind him laying it flat, uh, looking fresh in the Supercross uniform. Uh, and, and Bubba says... Uh, <laughs> that uh, flatties are more fun than sprints. If I said I wasn't thinking about lining up again, it would be a lie. Just need a few of these legends to line up with me. And then he he, he, he um, calls out Mike Day and Deke Brown and Derek Betcher and Fernandez, Jared Kolick, uh, Jason Rogers, Steven Cesar. Steven Cesar's been racing mountain bikes uh, locally and podium, podiuming. Um, um, stats, Lee Lewis, Prochax, uh, Ken Cools, Postany. So... So pretty fun, but but this, the issue I I guess you said the issue, but I guess it seems like well, what Vet Pro's cool, yeah, but we really shouldn't be more excited about Vet Pro than our current pros <laughs> in our sport. But there still seems to be so so something's amiss um, because again, Tyler Brown was like the third or fourth BMXer yeah, yeah, on that list. list. Yeah, yeah. BMX racer on that list of, mm. of hook it data. Um, so, you know, I think vets need to have some sort of a betting clause in it. Or vets, something vets well. should. Like, all the old guys want to bet, and, you know, the one guy will train for a yeah. month, and then the hype will be here, and then just line them up two at a time. Yeah. You know? Tyler, I said this to Tyler um, when I was talking to him. I said, You and Bubba, like, if Bubba does want to race more, you guys should, like, come together and come together with, like, a little 
rivalry. Like, they make like WWE. a rivalry and kind of hype yeah. it up, you know, call each other out. And yeah. maybe that's what they're doing. I don't maybe. know, you know, with that post. But it's kind of cool, I think, you know. No, it's cool. And it's yeah. all in good fun for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this, this spe- the spirit of this post is to me is, I mean, that's, that's what's needed in BMX. Yeah. Um, you know, that fool's riding his bike. And he's, you know, it's totally... Like he wants to ride his bike with his buddies. Mm-hmm. He wants to race his bike yeah. with his buddies. It'd be great to see, you know? see Mike Day out there. You know, it would be. I think he but, would be. But, yeah. but you will on in the on the mountain. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the thing. He's just see out a classic specialist, right? No, but he, but, but, but he rides all the time. Right, that's the I know, thing. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a follow him on Strava. You know, yeah. He's um, reading. He, I see him on my Instagram oh, and stuff. Day, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Day, Danny Nelson get the GOAT title for lurking. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, well, let's wrap this up, Rich. That was good talking. We that should definitely awesome. have you yeah, on again, Rich. I, I enjoyed I learned listening to you. But see, and, that's and, a thing yeah, where, yeah. to me, it's like I'm I'm flying Rich in if I'm USA BMX or UCI and saying, hey, like, can we can Seminar, we can we get yeah. yes, can we get the top riders and like give them school them up on this? Yeah, yeah. Because that's going to help USA BMX. That's going to help USA Cycling. That's going to help. Yeah. The sport in mm-hmm. general, but the riders need to. I Hopefully, mean, I learned listening because so, we'd love to be back involved. We were running their site for a while, oh. but they kind of went towards. A, well, they need help idea. on their social oh. media. There's yeah, a profiles yeah, on there or something. Boss. USA BMX. Do you guys know about that? Or? No. Anyways, so but maybe there's an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Well, I say it'd be, be 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 crazy not to utilize you. I think they need help in the social media. Part, what are you, you talking know? about? USA BMX is the best thing in BMX that's ever happened, <laughs> and they can do everything, and they're the best. They're the leader. They have 9 million members right now. The sport is growing perfectly. They don't need any help. <laughs> Rich, if somebody wants to get hold of you or hook it. Yeah, um, rich at hookit.com. Good enough. Anything else you want to say? No, thanks for having me on. Thanks for driving down. Yeah, that was cool. Appreciate that you was really coming fun. down, and we'll definitely do this again with Sorry. you. And. Uh, it was cool. Uh, it was a learning experience for me as well. Yeah. Thanks, Dr. J. You're welcome. Anything, uh, what we got coming up? I'll tell you what we got coming up. We got some you pump tracks. You want to know this? Pump track opens on the 21st. Yeah, we got pump tracks. Yep. Then there's a... San Diego a, pump oh, track. And then there's a secret pump track oh. that I showed you. Where you show me the pictures? Yeah, uh, where I showed you the pictures. So, pump track nation. And then there was something happening in Temecula, Hashtag right? all wheels matter. There is one going in Temecula as well, I believe, in, near one of the high schools. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we got one here. That, it's already done. It opens on the really? 21st. So. Yeah. Um, it'd be awesome if we can kind of get some kind of, Dude, you know, just a I was DJ, against you guys or something, DJ, you know, food trucks I have one and a timer. Too, yeah, yeah. You yeah. literally got one yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Pump tracks could be the way to go. Pump track jams. All, all pump tracks matter. All, all wheels matter. All pump tracks matter. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Rich. Thanks, Jason. And uh, we'll catch you all next time. See ya. Peace.